I'm Riggs Eckleberry, co-founder, chairman, CEO of Origin Clear. The government needs to continue to provide a lot of abundant, clean water. But what happens to it after it's used, when it's dirty? Do you know that 80% of all sewage is never treated, it's just dumped? That leads to water scarcity, but it also leads to a lot of disease and pollution, the ocean turning into something horrible. At the same time, the cities and counties are not getting the funding they need to really treat the water, and so they can't keep up. The solution is let the people who use the water clean the water. Water on demand is investment in actual capital assets that earn income. Sign up to hear my weekly briefing every Thursday night, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just put oc.gold slash CEO in your browser. Register for the briefing, and I look forward to hearing more from you. Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday night briefing. It's a super exciting one, and I'm happy to see so many people joining right now. I'm going to go ahead, right on into it, and get this party started. Water is the new gold, and it is August the 4th. August the 4th already. Yes, there's a new beneficial income asset and it's called water. And that is becoming more and more clear every day that we are the people on the planet who are creating water as an investable asset for everyone. They say, wait a minute, Riggs, uh, aren't you just offering it for accredited investors? Well, 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 we have plans. And we'll be talking about that a bit later when uh, Ken and I get together. But let me get on with it. First of all, hey, guess what? New York Post. We were in the New York Post uh, last week. Um, and this was an article about what to buy during a recession. And just for fun, I'll show you some of the uh, things that people thought Walmart, because there's always a demand for bare necessities, apparently Walmart and Marlboros. <laughs> okay. Uh, so things like Coca-Cola. And uh, I don't know, when I drink Coca-Cola, it makes me fall asleep. So I don't know why I would buy that. But nonetheless, then the interesting thing is, even though fewer Americans are smoking, um, they have run a very tight ship. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd buy a, a smoking stock, but hey. And then the, you know, things like uh, CVS, ketchup, things like that. Um, defensive firms like Procter & Gamble, Kraft Heinz, United Health, Coca-Cola, CVS, of course. Okay, I'm not a big blue tech, blue chip tech stock fan right now, even though it's doing rather well. Um, Airbnb, Netflix, and a research firm in, in, far, in the farm industry called AbV. But let's take a look at what, oh, Riggs Eckleberry. We recommended utility stocks, water utility stocks, as a great investment option. As we know, water uh, continues to do well. I don't think that utilities, quote unquote, which is our municipals, are in the very long term going to be powerful because we think it's a shrinking space, relatively speaking, but it's still huge and it is also very, very stable. So I made a couple of recommendations. Okay, moving on, we got into the FinTech times as a FinTech, as a FinTech for good, in fact. And this is one of the most amazing things is that I never thought when we got into water that I would be doing a FinTech. Like, I don't think so. And yet, that's how it's worked out. Last two years have been amazing in that respect. Ken and I eventually figured out it's the money stupid. And as a result, uh, we're listed here along with Milken Institute, Origin Clear, First Wealth, et cetera. And here's the part that um, I was quoted as saying, a fintech for good has a greater purpose than one that is purely for profit. We're not just lending money. 
we are actually helping businesses and communities take matters into their own hands by giving them that capital. And that's why we, how we became the very first water fintech. We wanted to take care of the funding and contract management, not just for us, but for the water industry as a whole, because as you know, we're delegating the building and maintaining of these systems to local water companies. This is something that a water company in its right mind would never do. Why? Because they want to build things. The problem is it takes a lifetime to build a global water company. And we got plans to make changes happen faster. So why not just harness the strength of the existing water industry and be the finance end? And that's why we think it's, um, and by the way, it's this opens up the door to incredible world-changing technologies, not word-changing technologies, although that can be fun too. It is a fintech for good. All right. And then just uh, this morning, Grit Daily came through. That's a uh, publication for startups. And we talked about our water treatment technology, you know, talking about the 1% recycling issue, which is ridiculous. And then how we are supporting water scarce regions. Um, water is an incomparing asset. It became very clear to us that the problem with the water industry, which is worth some trillion dollars, yet incredibly slow to adopt new technology, was lack of capital, strangely enough. And here's the, the, the money shot. As millions of Americans continue to fight for clean water, Advanced technologies remain a key factor for water companies that seek to make an impact. Disruption has come to the water industry, and it's high time. Okay, Premier Startup News Hub. Let's take a look at a really interesting story that was sent to me by one of our shareholders. The idea of pumping water from the water-rich Mississippi over the hump of the Continental Divide and into the West. It's actually feasible. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that we have. Uh, we don't, I don't see Washington doing big projects of any kind. It's kind of over. They, they're more about, you know, bandwidth or something. I don't know. Um, but the idea of diverting only about 5% of the flow in the lower Mississippi that only flows to the Gulf of Mexico and a flow of 125,000 gallons per second would take two to three years to fill lakes Powell and Mead, which is pretty decent. However, it would be at a minimum 4,000 foot lift that would take care of that gravity push. That's a lot, but you know, 4,000 feet is doable. For example, California Aqueduct lifts the water. Um, if any of you have been in LA driving north on the five and there's a, there's a big water ladder coming down from the mountain, that is the water that got lifted 2,000 feet up over the Tehachapi into the, and ends up in the LA basin, which is 2,000 feet. So you know, theoretically, why not, right? Again, I don't think it's going to happen. There's going to be people complaining, people suing, whatever. Unfortunately, it's a good it's a good idea, but um, I don't think it's going to happen. We'll muddle our way through some other way, and we'll be helping with the recycling. All right. Well, I promised you to tell you about um, Michael Burry of the Great Short, the Big Short, and that's in this interview. So why don't I go ahead and tee it up for you? I think you'll find it very entertaining and also It'll give you some good answers as to what's going on. So with that, let me tune it in. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, The Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, thelandgeek.com. And my guest today is Riggs Eckleberry. Now, if you're not familiar with Riggs, he was once a happy tech executive, taking a software company public and achieving several tech exits during the dot-com boom. He has always had a passion for the most abundant but threatened resource on the planet, water. Now, 
Riggs is the CEO of a public company working to disrupt industrial water, a huge but slow-moving trillion-dollar global market. He is at the forefront of sustainably transforming the water industry with tech-forward solutions like investing to offset one of the biggest threats to our economy, inflation. Riggs is uniquely qualified to disrupt this industry, having learned management in the nonprofit space, captained on, uh, on ocean-going ships, and a personal passion for rowing crew. So he really likes water. Riggs Uckleby, welcome. Thank you, Mark. It's a great pleasure to be on board. Um, okay, let's just rewind the tape. What's going on with you and these tech exits? And then when you woke up one day, you're like, you know what? Let's just disrupt the one thing that keeps us alive. It's a bit, you know, they always think of like the big market. Is there a bigger market than water? There's no bigger market than water and there's no more slow flowing market than water. Everybody thinks water is important, but they're not too interested in the details of sewage. Like, why, why is that? I, I think sewage would be fascinating. Like, that's that concrete cement thing down by the river that does mysterious things with the water. And so people just flush the toilet and move on. And that actually reflects in the neglect of water infrastructure by our federal government for many years now. It started in 1961 that we started spending more money on operations and maintenance than on building new water systems. And uh, we're, we're falling behind every year. Uh, one research organization, Lux Research, estimates it's around $75 billion right now every single year that we fall behind in America alone, which brings about the problems with Flint, Michigan and Compton, California and all kinds of different places. So it was kind of like, well, maybe if we uh, wish for better, there was just no real solution. Well, we came along and said, okay, there's got to be a solution. And I was uh, eventually converted to some, this idea that all water treatment is going to go to the edge. People are going to treat their own water. I'm talking about businesses mostly, housing okay. developments, businesses, less so individual homes. That's, that's kind of a stretch. The city can take care of that. But it has a hard time dealing because of the broken down infrastructure. It has a hard time dealing with breweries that all of a sudden are generating vast amounts of effluent. And they literally say, no, we don't want your dirty water. It's got to be treated. And all of a sudden, that brewery is in the water treatment business, which is, that was not in their business plan. So there's a decentralization process going on that's forced by the uh, underfunding of central water. And what's great about this is if we start having more treatment by the people who make the water dirty, which is logical, then the central systems don't have to do as much. They don't have to do as much heavy lifting. When you think about it, this whole idea of giant central systems is a sort of a 50s Army Corps of Engineer concept, you know, Hoover Dam, big stuff, right? Um, you know, those giant empty rivers in LA, right? right. Concrete monstrosities. That is passe. You know, they've been talking about building a high-speed tr bullet train in, in California for years now. Well, it'll never happen. Why? We already have freeways, so they'll just have the Google self-driving car, and that'll be that. Right? Right. Because we have freeways. So, and it's convenient because you can go from your home to your home and that's that. So, you know, th there's a new trend, which is away from the huge, more towards the edge, towards the self uh, help mode. And it actually works really well because you've noticed uh, 
I think uh, we've all noticed that there's a trend towards this myth of the global economy is kind of falling apart, right? So uh, deglobalization is happening. And there's a wonderful uh, thinker called Peter Zehan who gets it very straight, in my opinion. He wrote a book recently called The Beginning of the End of the World, which is out in, on Kindle and Amazon. And he says, look, inevitably, things are going to go back to take care of your own self. And um, so it's happening on a macro basis, planet-wide, but it's also happening in cities. We're seeing, for example, that trend by people leaving the mega cities toward more towards secondary states and cities where life is a bit more manageable, where they can know their friends. I'm speaking to you from Clearwater, Florida. We moved here in June, 2020 from LA because it's like it, it was not working. LA was not coping well with what was going on. And now we have a community, we have friends, we have access to, you know, somehow the, the food supply chain falls apart. Well, there's fields around here with people selling food directly to us. So it feels more survivable. So there's a trend, I think, in general, of people wanting to have more security, be more survivable, and it also includes water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're really, you know, preaching to the choir here because we're a land community and we buy and sell raw land and we make a cash flow. But worst case, we could go and do something else on that land and 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 survive on it. So you know that personal responsibility piece, the decentralization piece, these trends um, are very interesting, and I think ultimately more positive, not just for the individual but also the the global community. So this is a hot topic, and I, I'm, we just call it the I word because it's affecting everyone. Inflation. So where is inflation going, and what are the threats? in your industry with water? Well, what, because water has been a government monopoly, mostly, uh, that's changing, but water rates and sewage rates have been rising much faster than the rate of inflation, which was already rising. And so um, it's people don't realize that the water rates are not really regulated and the municipality can set whatever prices they want. And in some, in some cities, that's grown quite high as a percentage of people's take-home pay. Now, businesses really are aware of the problem and they, um, well, I'll give you a concrete example. There was a, a brewery called Russian River Brewery in Sonoma County, very good brewery. And they were being completely taken hostage by the local county, which was demanding huge fees and not really serving them so forth. And they said, well, the heck with it. We're just going to get our own water treatment system. And they eventually got one that takes care of it all. And now they have control over their water treatment. And what's especially important about it is they get more than one turn out of their water. Because in America, we don't recycle water. And yet we complain about running out of water, but we throw it away. The reason is we have a very antiquated water infrastructure grid that only goes one way. From my business or home to the treatment plant, to the river or ocean, treated. It's not dirty anymore, but it's wasted. America's recycling rate, reuse of water is, is around 1%. Israel is around 90%. So how do we get better recycling rates? Well, we're not going to change the LA sewage system to run back uphill to Glendale 
to be reused. No, the place to reuse it is right where you're treating it. You have it, you paid for it, you have to clean it. Well, now it comes right back. For example, in that case of a brewery, they can easily reuse 50% of their water, even without reusing it for beer, you know, to wash down equipment for steam vessels, uh, all the usual uh, secondary uses. So that improves their bottom line tremendously. And it also helps with the big water problem, which is growing in America. You know, look at what's happening with the, the, the Hoover Dam, the Lake Mead levels are just plummeting. And, you know, it's, I don't know if you're, if you're old enough to remember that that cartoon where it goes right down to, and there's a sign, last drop, right? <laughs> you know, last drop. I, uh, I, I do remember that, and un, unfortunately. So yeah. we're, get, we're coming down to the last drop, and um, there are things that can be done, such as recycling, that are not being done. The other big elephant in the room, in a place like California, of course, is the big users are not people. The big users are agriculture and industry. And uh, especially in California, you have a $20 billion industry called agriculture, which uh, I think it's something like five gallons of water to make one almond or something crazy. So you have huge amounts of water being used. And unfortunately, it's a cash crop and it's influenced in Sacramento and kind of stuck in that mode. What can we do about it? Well, we can bring about this revolution of decentralization. Literally this morning, we put out a brag announcement. We were bragging because it turns out that uh, several cities in America are legislating that large new buildings have to recycle their own water. And we're like, yes. Yeah. So, and we've been doing it and we've been doing this for a long time. So um, the, the the real thing here is to continue to push decentralization. What are the, the, the weapons we have to, at our disposal? The first one is we have a product line called Modular Water Systems, which is these drop in place water systems in a box, thank you very much, so that brewery, for example, does not have to have some vast excavation project. They just receive something from a semi-trailer, plug it in, and the problem's handled. That's number one. Number two is something that we started realizing during COVID, because we had our moment of truth with COVID where like, we got to figure something out here because everything, everything was we sort of um, accelerated in COVID. Every single chronic problem became acute. And right. if you were going to go out of business, you're going to do it in COVID, right? So we looked at all this with this huge backlog of business. And like, what's going on here? How come it's not going through? It's so slow. It turned out it's the money stupid. If you can make it possible for uh, Mark, the owner of a brewery, to get a water system just by signing a piece of paper, no capital, comes with water experts, fully maintained. I'm like, okay, thank you very much. Next problem, right? So we came up with, over time, this program called Water on Demand, which is water as a service, which is you're now treating your own water. Well, you'd rather just keep paying on the meter, right? Why not? So we'll make it possible for you to have a water system of your own but you're still paying on the meter and people are loving it. And it's, it's become a big win for us. I, I love it. I love it. Um, is water the new gold? I mean, why should investors, you know, invest in, in, in this? Because I don't, I don't think you can invest directly in water projects. Can you? Well, this is exactly the problem. And um, how many people have talked to me about the big short, you know, and Mike Burry at the end of the big short, What's the next thing he's going to do? Water. Very few people know the rest of the story. 
He went on to water and found that big water is highly politicized, very entrenched, and he bailed. He went, actually, if you look at what he's done since, he's gone into agriculture, which is an indirect water use, and he's done very well. But he just said, you know what, I can't handle it. So there's this big, the world of big water is highly centralized and resistant to change. And it's also a dwindling world because, again, of being infrastructure dollar starved. The, the recent $1.2 trillion Biden infrastructure program only gave $55 billion to water. That's less than one year's backlog. So it's just not happening. And so water is new gold if you think about the coming trend, which is a lot like what Uber did and Airbnb did, which was leverage the asset in a new and interesting way by bypassing the way it's done. Nobody's going to spend, you know, here in Pinellas County, you know, $2 billion on a new water treatment plant. First of all, there's no land for it. Secondly, what neighbor wants to have a water treatment plant next to them? And thirdly, where's the money? So instead, there's a lot of this self-help, self-help going on. And that is, that is the new thing. And what's so cool about it is the big water companies, they're not structured to do it. For them, a million-dollar project is too cheap. They can't make money. They're structured for these big overhead projects. And so the more nimble players like Origin Clear, and there's a number of us out there, the company that did that Russian River project, for example, Cambrian Innovation, is another company like us that does these investor-funded water systems that people pay for on a service contract. So we have this new breed of water company that actually solves the whole problem for the user himself. And that, as you say, until now, people could not invest in a water project as they can now. With water on demand, they can. That's amazing. Well, Riggs, this is this is fascinating. But we are at that point now in the podcast where and your mentorship has been invaluable. Like I, I'm really interested in water now. Not that I wasn't ever interested in water because it's just such a big part of our lives, but I was just in Bali and you don't even appreciate just the the infrastructure, which granted is not great in the United States, but how much worse it could be and how it's it could be trending to that point when you go to a third world country. Oh, so it's terrible in those third world countries. Forget about it. Oh, it's terrible. So but I do I do want to ask you for your tip of the week. Like a website, a resource, a book, something else actionable. For the auto passive income listeners to go improve their businesses, improve their lives, what have you got? You know, uh, there's a great book called The Innovator's Dilemma, which is fantastic. Why? Because it, it, it shows how new things arise from the belly of the legacy businesses that basically have blown it off, right? Clayton Christensen was brilliant. In fact, the CEO of Intel, Andy Grove, read that book. And out of that came the seller on ship because he realized that he was missing the, the boat. And un, unlike many, many CEOs, he, he really did you know, internalize that lesson. Look at what happened with Airbnb, for example. They did the rounds endlessly and all these visas, I don't know, with a, you know, mattresses in a loft, big deal, right? A few got it. The Y Combinator people made, was it 400,000% on their money? <laughs> it was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Because right. they, they said, oh, yeah, this is cool. So if you can like see the next trend and, and go, yeah, that's something new. Um, water, water has been a governmental asset 
It's been managed by the government and the big water companies serve the government. It's a whole big mafia. Now it's being broken up and it's falling. It's kind of like going the way landlines became cell phones, right? It's all being pulled apart and becoming very um, decentralized. So now it's becoming an asset that can be monetized and that ordinary investors can invest in. Well, guess what? If there's anything that's going to beat inflation, it's going to be a hard asset, not a risk asset, a hard asset that earns money on money. That's going to be it. And the good news is water is just beginning. It's not way up there like oil and gas is. I can't invest in oil and gas. The, 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 the slightest news about Gazprom and it crashes, I, I can't not invest in things like oil and gas. They're so politicized, right? This is true right. of most uh, commodities. Another problem, right? They were going up, 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 and then demand destruction cut in and all of a sudden they're down. So why not go with a um, an asset that's not going to crash? Water is always going to be more dirty is how it is. And it's at the beginning of its run. Origin clear. I'm going to tout origin clear. We're a penny stock. Not a bad choice if you're going to invest in something is to either invest in the, the penny stock itself through Ameritrade or whatever. OCLN is the stock symbol. Or uh, if you're accredited, click on that invest now button on originclear.com and, and learn about an asset protected investment that you can make in this new water demand thing. It's This is the beginning of something really kind of cool. I, I love it. It's so cool. And um, I, I really like the analogy because you, you've seen it in so many different places from, from taxis to hotels to, uh, I mean, you know, even just your, your local UPS store, how long is that around? I mean, everything is getting decentralized from the government and, or, you know, uh, or these older industries and the innovators dilemma is a great uh, book to read in, in a classic and, Rest in peace, Clayton Christensen. He he was uh, absolutely brilliant. So my tip of the week, though, is unlike the innovator's dilemma, possibly going to make you a lot of money, which is originclear.com. Check it out. And Riggs is really uh, generous with his time and information. Riggs, what do you what do you do on the website with your your talks, like a fireside chat about water? So every week, every Thursday night, five p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Eastern. We do a Zoom briefing, it's about 40 minutes long. You sign up for it. The shorthand is oc.gold slash CEO, or just go to originclear.com and find the CEO briefing and go ahead and sign up for that. If you can't make that time slot, of course, we send you the replay. And every single week, we tell it like it is. I put stats up, I interview people from our organization, and I also, we do commentary on what's happening out there. We think it's, of course, we think it's a good show, but it's uh, a lot of our investors follow it because, uh, as I like to say, we're the most transparent public company in America. Uh, this Thursday is going to be number 171 in the series. And, you know, um, we put a lot of work into it. You know, what? there's an interesting thing. When you have to talk about the company, you tend to figure things out. I don't know if you've noticed, but when you have to express ideas, you learn things like, well, you know what? I just said something that wasn't half bad put things together. Uh, so we actually ourselves learn a lot from it. And when I interview people from my, from my organization, Dan Early, the brilliant chief engineer of modular water, you know, and about that, did that a couple of weeks ago and he showed how those things work. It's fascinating. Uh, we make water fun and, uh, and we think it's going to be incredibly profitable. 
People coming in now are the founders. It's the early stage. So it's, I think it's a no-brainer, but again, again, the CEO, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Well, you know, obviously do your due diligence, but I, I do think that it has tremendous potential in the future. And whenever you can get access or just awareness of something at the ground floor and it makes sense to you, it's it's really a tremendous opportunity. So Riggs, thank you so much for taking time uh, out of your, I know, extremely busy schedule. Uh, yeah. Do you know who I am? I mean, come on. Exactly. Exactly. So it's been um, such a pleasure, Mark. I love, uh, you know, having these great conversations. So thank you. Thank you so much. And before we end, is there anything I should have asked you? I didn't ask you. Um, well, you know, I think we've covered it pretty well. Um, the, the interesting thing is that it really is important for people to look to the things that have not changed a lot. Right because they will change. Everything is set to change. And that, I think that's that's the, the example. One of the things that popped up at us in the, during the COVID was human migration. We started getting a lot of contracts for housing developments off the grid, trailer parks, et cetera. And that I think is a trend. And we're serving it so that a housing developer can have a community without paying millions of dollars in sewage. And I think that's gonna be a mega trend. I think the trend to follow is people moving away from the big cities, not just water, but all kinds of other things will come out of it, in my opinion. Absolutely. And as people move away from the big cities, you, dear listener, in the land investing business are also going to profit from it. Mark, it's such a pleasure. Thank you. And, um, you know, let's check in in six months or so, see how it's been going. Absolutely. Thank you. And let freedom ring. Thanks, everybody. That was a fun show, a very fun show. Mark was a very smart interviewer and I do well with people who ask good questions. So really appreciate what he did there. I'm going to go ahead and um, discuss the news of the week. And then we're going to kick in the fireside chat between myself and Ken. So here we go with this fascinating thing about a major new platform. We named Bankasment, What On Demand Offering. And what's great about Castle, you see, we're doing really well right now with telling our story. You can tell, I mean, on that podcast, I'm saying things that make sense. It took a long time for things to start making sense. And <clears throat> so we just tell the story well, and we just liked the platform because Castle, they're currently raising like $55 billion right now, this very second. If you go to castleplacement.com, you can look at all the investments and they have a ton of institutional and accredited investors. So they are gonna help us fund water on demand asset investments. And here's uh, Richard Luftig, the uh, managing partner. And uh, you can see he's excited to help him or to implement our revolutionary paper gallon water recycling. And investors can invest in water equipment with potential long-term long royalties, et cetera. So Castle is a true broker dealer which means that we can feed all kinds. This doesn't mean that we can't take investments from our existing investors or through other, through other uh, channels. We just send it through Castle, pay a small fee. It's, a, it's really nothing at all, but it, it adds a tremendous amount of value in terms of the um, power of a strong platform that's fully regulatory compliant. And so with that, I'm gonna ask Ken to join me.
Hola. So um, I um, the, the the I thought the interview was great. Um, I don't know. Can you hear me? Okay. Absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I thought the interview was great. I I, I like the way the interviewer kind of asked questions. Um, he is very colloquial language. Mm-hmm. It's kind of very, very, you know, very, very matter of fact. I, I, I think that that helps. Um, a lot of times finance guys, when they, when they do interviews, they, you know, you, you put on um, business channels, they, they use these terms that, you know, all, but except it's basically, look at me, I'm a financial expert. You know, they, they kind of do that thing. And it's like, people like, what? you know, so I, I like the way he, he conducted that. What I would also say, um, what excited me, and I'm getting tremendously positive feedback about the castle thing is, is that um, we are now, like you said, we, our, our story, we've always known what we want to do. The ability to explain it to somebody else in, you know, a few minutes or less was always the challenge because it was very complex. And we've distilled this down to this pure water, you know, water is an oil well, um, you know, what, you know, uh, it, 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 basically the, um, the clean water innovation hub. And I, I honestly think that that later that becomes a bigger deal, right? Right now it's, it's there. We got to focus, focus on job one, water on demand, but that innovation, that water innovation hub becomes all it's about in a couple of years, especially once we've gotten that first one in kind of, you know, in, in the slot, I got a lot of very, very positive feedback. Um, what I would also say is the thing that I find most exciting is there's only one of me. So being able to, to talk to an investing audience and start from, you know, on the first day God created, you know, and you're literally starting at Genesis in the Bible, and then you're going through this whole thing. It is a very, very long process, right? Um, so it, it becomes a, a very lengthy back and forth over multiple times, and, and, and folks love it. Once they get it, they love it. We now have qualified people that can do 90% of the interpretation for us. They're qualified to discuss this. Platforms are usually like, no, 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 we're not a broker dealer. You can't talk to us about it. We can't give it, but you know, and, and it's a regulatory thing. I get it. It's perfectly fine. We love you. But it's like, I, I, I think that investors get discouraged by that. They're like, well, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't talk about it? You know? So the fact that we can get professionals engaged in a conversation, yeah, let me give you a couple of high points for it. Boom, 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 boom. And what we're able to do is, is basically transmit our voice, what we've developed over this past two now two long years, um, and be able to deliver about 90% of that message to the entire public, where then engagement with management will be, just answer a, fi- a few final questions. It'll enable us to be extremely efficient in, in being able to enroll the early players into this founders round. And I think it gobbles up the founders round. Um, very, very fast. Much faster. Right. Like, you know, is, we're going to be able to start devoting more and more percentage to the water equipment capital, because what we're doing right now in order to take the percentage for ourselves is we're actually giving up profits to the investors sure, sure, in, order, sure, sure, sure. in order for them to get 25% of the entire investment. Right. We're actually literally giving them our, share of the profits. Well, we don't yeah. want that to go on for a long time. No. The good news is that rapidly, it's going to be become primarily about the capital investment. I wanted to share an example of one of the uh, pages. Here's uh, Stallion Corporation. Yeah, I love this one. There's a data room. So you can schedule a management call. That's where you would come in. Um, you know, the, there's, uh, the, the data room is behind um, firewall, which means you have to sign that NDA. 
et cetera, et cetera. So, and then just, um, you know, there's a front video here. There's a whole overview. This is very well organized, very, very professional. Um, it's cleanly done. And in a flash, you get an idea what it's about. So they've done a good job. We like them very much. And um, in fact, weirdly enough, I knew one of the founders. Right. Um, Margolis. Yeah. Yeah. That was very funny. Margolis in the, in the dot com. Um, we were part of the, what was called then the old timers network. Yeah. You realize I'm an old timer, right? You know who I am, right? right. <laughs> and I'm um, an old timer. Yeah. Right. So, so, so to, to that point, what I, you got to remember, everyone sees things through their own lens. I go, wait a minute. I don't have to do every single bit of lifting every minute of every day. You know, that was exciting to me, but the efficiency of being able to deliver this message to a broad based audience of, of advanced and sophisticated investors, 600,000 accredited investors is more than even I can talk to. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I can talk, right? So that's, you know, that, that's fun, but it's, it's, it's this massive audience. And, and I think that we'll quickly go, go beyond the, the sophisticated, you know, high net worth investor to the, um, I think the 64,000 institutional investors is really where I think this ends us up much, much quicker. Right. We're already talking to them uh, from the London forum. And I believe that um, as this gets got, here's what I also like. Um, did we talk about the regulation? A? You did mention. It, uh, right? Well, I, I teased it. Let me just uh, fill you guys in because uh, Castle will uh, also host the, the regulation A offering. We are now working fast. We have a draft of the form 1A, which is the registration form. Mm -hmm. uh, we've we've cut out a lot. Of, there was a lot of noise around the audit and this and that, the usual noise. Um, so the audit is going to get done in the second half of the month because uh, 15 August is when we file our queue. We're on schedule to do it. And some very good news coming. Can't say more than that. And, uh, but in the second half of the month, we'll get the audit done on water on demand. So I expect to be able to file the Reg A uh, in the first part of September. Hopefully the SEC will give it a rapid pass and we'll be up and running in September. That's going to be huge because it's going to make things much more efficient. And it's also, you know, my dream is to let everyone participate. Sure. Sure. And you know what else it does? Because the reggae can run in parallel. We can get to a place where all of the capital we collect in our regulation D offering can be capital equipment. All of it. Right. The reggae. I mean, look. Um, Nightscope funded the entire company without a single rich guy, right? It was just, it was just, it was regulation A. It was everybody. Thousand dollar investors. I think the their average investment was $800 or something like that. The best political campaigns are small investors. And this is the, the strength. And the more small people get involved, the stronger it gets for the stock. I'm very happy with how the stock is going, but I think it'll dramatic do dramatic things in Q4 once we start really getting a lot of people participating. Right, right. right. And, you know. and, I, and I also believe in, in um, your outreach to the average person is much easier to do when you're specifically trying to target an investment opportunities and you're casting a net and two out of a hundred are your, are your, are your audience. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of overkill there, right? When, when everybody can participate, it'll allow us to actually reach that accredited investor audience far more efficiently. Okay. And I think with Castle's help, they already have a, an existing book of 600,000 people that they can have broker dealers. They can have investment bankers say, look, I want you to take a look at this opportunity. All right. I'm going to take you through 90% of it. And then we'll put you on phone with management. That'll exactly. be, a, that'll be a great process. I mean, that'll be a lot. Now, you know. And warning, fair warning to all, because I want to wrap it up. 
is that multiplier that's really rich right now, uh, the 165%, which normally would only be for people investing 5 million or more, it's going away. Yeah, I kind of told a couple of people that we were going to try to wrap that up next week. Well, Castle, what we're going to put on Castle is not going to be 165. I know. Castle is 150. And then over time, it goes down to 100 over time. So now is the time. You know, I'm going to just give everyone the contact info for Ken, and then we'll wrap it up. Here you go. OC.gold forward slash call Ken. Thank you all. It's been amazing as usual. Uh, And I'll see you next week. I promise you another exciting briefing. Don't miss it. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Ken. Thank you.